0: Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game, Planescape Torment, like you've never heard before. You wake up to the grey light that permeates the humble abode. The scent of burnt sage and drying mint hangs in the air. You have awakened. Are you well? Dakon, are you well? The midwife knows suffering. Her cures are well crafted. I am fine. Dakon, you saved us. I'm sorry I let us into that. You saw one who showed suffering and responded in kind. Know that you made a choice, and in choosing, have begun to know yourself. Right. Shall we proceed? Wait, you're Glaive, the Light. You're a mage. Can you teach me anything of the art, Dakon? Know that I am not a teacher in this, but know that I may serve as a guide... I do not know how one would come to be versed in the art, but when you learn, ask again, and I will share what knowledge I can. You gaze at the small barbed seed Mebeth gave you and gently brush your finger along its fine barbs. All right, let's go. The rain is cleared outside, and the comforting smell of petrichor masks the usual reek. Power's row much resembles the rest of the hive... Ramshackle homes of cracked brick and rotting wood line the muddy streets. On one corner stands a butcher's shop, with slabs of greying meat impaled on rusty hooks hanging out to age. On another sits a shabby tavern, the door hanging from its hinges and a half dozen bubbers collapsed on the pavement. In the centre of it all, a busy square nestled in the crook of a large L-shaped building, is filled with patrons, street performers, and musicians. And scores of stalls fill the space, ranging from large, well-organized shopfronts to a few splintered crates filled with an assortment of mismatched goods. One merchant calls out above the rest. Fair bargains, square trades, items at prices you won't believe. Don't waste your time with these other cheats and liars. The finest goods in all a sigil. The peddler is quick to spot you looking at him. Hey, hey, Basher, get over here. Come, see what I got for you. He winks and waves you over. I'm looking oh, at you. You won't believe the deals I got for you today. You're a smart Basher to come to me, you are. The man breaks in even before you can finish your sentence. I won't cheat like these piking bobbies. He motions to where the other merchants stand. Uh, no, thank you. Farewell. He nods, but it's clear he's not listening. Oh yes, sir, yes. This is some damn good stuff I got here. Just look at it all, and can you believe these prices? You'd be practically stealing from me, you would. You turn and walk away, but he calls to your back. Oh wait, Basha, where are you, where are you going? Don't, don't, don't you want to see all the great deals? Get, get back here. You don't
1: know what you're missing. You don't. Ah, um, Borean Fire Seeds. Fruits from Elysium.
0: Another voice catches your attention.
1: Sample herbs and spices that will dazzle the tongue. For a mere pittance, feast like a king.
0: This older merchant has a worldly look to him. Brass rings adorn large tusks that sweep out past his grey, elephantine trunk, and his deep voice is gentle but confident. He stands in front of a stall filled with colourful foods and spices.
1: Ah, hello there. Are you ready to sample some of the most delectable treats from across the plains, my good man? What do you have? All manner of delicacies to delight your palate, my good man. Arborian fire seeds, garbar root, Elysian pears, crimson lotus petals. Just a taste of what I have at the moment. Nearly five coppers for a taste of anything you'd like. Sure, I'll try a garbar
0: root. He offers a small brown cube of what looks to be rubbery vegetable matter.
1: It is quite chewy. Do not swallow it, but spit it out when it no longer has taste. This root,
0: initially quite hard and difficult to chew, has a sweet, syrupy taste, which soon becomes soft and gummy, and you find yourself merrily smacking away. Eventually, though, the flavour dies off, and you spit the gooey brown wad into the gutter
1: anything else.
0: What are those petals? The old man takes up a large wooden bowl filled with what look like small brownish-red flakes.
1: These may make you a bit dizzy, my good man, so take care once you've eaten them.
0: You place a pinch of the petals into your mouth and they melt on your tongue in an instant, leaving behind a bitter but not unpleasant aftertaste. Despite the loxodon's warning, however, you don't feel the slightest bit disoriented. He seems a little disappointed to see that it has no effect on you.
1: Perhaps you'd try the shift spice from the very chaos of Limbo. Bitopian shepherd's bread? Sea plums? Uh,
0: that's all for now. Actually, I, I had some questions. He shakes his head.
1: Then I advise you to seek answers elsewhere, sir. I deal only in exotic foodstuffs, spices, and herbs, and I've time no care for little else. Uh, Mebeth,
0: the midwife of the square, needs some herbs sprung from this seed here. Can you help me with that? The man takes the seed and looks at it critically. As he presses it between his thumb and forefinger, he winces and a small drop of blood appears on his thumb.
1: Ah, this seed's got a bite on it.
0: <laughs> I noticed that. Do you have the herb she's talking about? He can't seem to take his eye off the seed.
1: Lad, I don't know if there's anyone who has what your friend seeks. To be square, I've never seen such a seed before. You would need someone who cultivates seeds for help in this, for I have none.
0: Very well, then. Where would I find such a person?
1: I don't know the dark of that, friend.
0: He hands the seed back
1: to you. You'd be hard-pressed to find a gardener in the hive.
0: Hmm. Maybe Mourns for
1: Trees could help. Uh, farewell. Will you not try something else? The bread of Bitopia is a favorite of mine. Or perhaps the shift spice.
0: The spice may taste of whatever one would like. It is little more than a matter of concentration and willpower to bend its flavor to one's whim. A child's fancy, nothing more. Uh, I'll take some bread.
1: Excellent choice. He
0: carves you off two thick slices of spiced nut bread. They're very aromatic, smelling of carrots and almond. It tastes much as you had expected, but it is light and slightly sweet, leaving you hungry for more of the stuff.
1: Thank you. And do remember us here at Field of the Plains next time you are passing the market here in the Hype. Uh,
0: thank you. Farewell.
1: Bend your copper for the sake of your senses.
0: You make your way out of the busy square and head towards where you had met morns for trees. Still tending to the dying trees, he turns and smiles widely upon seeing you.
2: Ah, my friend, you've returned. Something you wished of me?
0: Yes, I I may need your help with something. He nods, awaiting your request. I need some herbs sprung from this seed. Can you help me? Mons takes the seed from you and holds
2: it up to his eye. What an odd seed. Are those teeth along the edge? Barbs, perhaps? Where did you come by it, Fred?
0: Old Mebeth, the midwife of the square. She needs some herbs sprung from this seed. Do you know where I could get some? No. Mourns for trees, continues to stare at the seed in his hand. This is the only seed of its kind I've ever seen. I, ah! He winces, and a spot of blood glistens on his
2: thumb. The barbs on it are sharp indeed. Perhaps you should hold it. (sighs) So you can't help me either. Unless you can make that one grow, I cannot. Again, I've never seen a seed of its like before, friend.
0: I'm not going to wait for this damn thing to grow. I need those herbs, and I need them now. If we wanted it to grow, wanted it enough, is it possible to make it sprout? His eyes are still fixed
2: on the seed. Perhaps. If you cared enough to see it grow, I... Perhaps.
0: You focus on the seed and will it to grow. To your surprise, there is a crack and the seed splits, twigs sprouting from its surface like fingers. Instinctively, you drop the seed, but the talon like twigs wrap around your wrist and will not let go. What the hells? Mourns for trees, looks baffled, and a little impressed.
2: I think the barbs on those new branches would be more than enough for what your friend needs.
0: I hope she can get this damn thing off me. Thanks, I I guess. Uh, before I go, I wanted to ask, any change in the trees yet?
2: Ah, no, not yet, friend. After what I've just seen you do, I do still have some hope, though. I speak to people every day.
0: Dakon, would you be willing to help? Hmm. One finds your request most intriguing. Trees in the hive, like cities in limbo. They would stand as a testament to the will of the people, not to bow to that which would surround and devour them, to take what has been thrust upon them or left behind and make good of it. I, too... We'll care for these trees. Thank you, friend. Uh, Dakon? Farewell, mourns for trees. With only a few hours of daylight gone, you return to Ragpicker's Square well before peak and proudly enter old Mebeth's hut. I returned with those herbs you wanted. Now, maybe you can get this damn bramble patch off my wrist. Is that so? Mebeth glances at the barbs that surround your wrist.
2: Go on. Think it off, then. (sighs)
0: All right. You focus your mind onto the twigs tangled about your wrist. You imagine the feeling of them slipping away, and as if commanded, creaking and snapping, the black barbed branches unravel themselves from your wrist and form into a tangled ball of brush and twigs. It looks like a nest of dead black snakes. Mebeth snorts.
2: Get into a picture frame <laughs> or some such. Something with more structure and less angles.
0: Again, you force your full attention onto the branched ball. It creaks, the twigs bending and twisting, until the branches have bent themselves into a small picture frame, two hand spans on a side. Almost unconsciously, you imagine shaping the barbs to the back of the frame so it can be hung from the wall easily. And... As an afterthought, you move the remaining barbs to the inside of the frame so it can be picked up by the edges. (laughs) How's that? Mebeth stares at the frame for a moment and begins cackling.
2: (laughs) Oh, square enough it is. Good work, child. Good work.
0: She picks up the frame and scrutinises it.
2: This'll do nicely.
0: (laughs) Is that all you wanted it for?
2: Aye, well... This is enough <laughs> Aye, but there was one thing I forgot to tell you to fetch when you left last time And it'll take you back to the merchant square, it will Look for the cloth seller, Giscall. He has some rags of mine that he was supposed to wash And long has it been since I first asked him to do it
0: You could have mentioned that before I left Alright, I'll be right back Thank you for listening to Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series, a Revoker GM production. To support the show and those involved, please consider subscribing to our Patreon or donating via our Ko-fi page. Links to both are in the description.